passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app you're using, and we are live. We are live on youtube.com slash postwrestling. Hello, postmarks. Hello, postuniverse. Hello. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about some NXT tonight. We're your NXT uh, friends, and we'll always be your NXT friends, but uh, some news uh, coming out right before NXT going off the air again. We're definitely uh, two, two weeks in a row now of just some, yeah, some not, news. Not enjoying Tuesdays. This this week uh, with some more real serious news, uh, Tony Khan tweeting out the news, the unfortunate news of the passing of Jay Briscoe. Mm. Yeah. Jay Briscoe from the Briscoe Brothers from Ring of Honor. Uh, really tragic. Uh, then Dave Meltzer kind of tweeting and reporting that it was due to a uh, car accident in uh somewhere in maryland so yeah uh this is this is just put put us both in just this uh real uh somber mood watching nxt here tonight but yeah it was like really hard to kind of actually pay attention to nxt tonight when something as awful of this as this has broken out uh briscoe's obviously like everyone like i feel like i've been watching these guys for years and years and uh obviously in the last year having a bit of real resurgence with that FTR thing, which was so yeah. recent, we were just talking about it a, a couple of weeks ago in our best matches of the year. Uh, a real shocker. Um, yeah, it seems like um, there were other people in the car as well, so don't quite know what's happened there, but just obviously sending the best. And yeah, like it, it sucked uh, watching NXT tonight. Like it really couldn't focus, yeah. and it's awful. Like it's a tragedy, complete tragedy. Yeah, uh, we're we're both huge fans of this this guy, particularly. I mean, obviously the Briscoe Brothers, Ring of Honor. You just mentioned they've done these matches in the past little while that gotten like so much rave reviews and people just like like mm-hmm. reigniting the love for like tag team wrestling again. They've been doing it for like twenty years over there, and and Ring of Honor like running. They were the team, and uh, it's like this is, everyone in the industry right now would have probably either worked with them at some point, yeah. or watched them and like. Yeah. Got into wrestling watching them, you know? Yeah, it's super sad. Uh, we, you know, we do shows where we talk about wrestling week by week and do so many different things. And uh, 
this this is a, a person where, where wrestling definitely blends real life and 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 all that stuff with fiction and and the, the the whole art form and all that stuff. But like, this is a person that for years has been in you know our households or mm. we've watched from afar, you know, just on TV or at live shows. I can't. I've seen Holes this guy just down the road. Yeah, you know, like I've it, seen this guy wrestle live like uh, so, more than a handful mm. of times than I can count, and just. Uh, uh, it's it's kind of sad, and you kind of know the stories of a little bit behind the scenes. That he's a huge family guy, and 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 all about that. So you just hope uh, the family is is going to do okay, and uh, go to P. I, I don't. I'm sure they have a PWT store. Go buy their T-shirts, Ring of Honor T-shirts, whatever yeah. it is. They're 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 things you can do to support the the families there. But uh, super super sad, and just so hot off of like. What was a crazy year for them? I, I think uh, just absolutely. I mean, they they were most people's match of the year. Like they they had three match of the year contenders last exactly. year. Exactly. How know? crazy! Like it's it's you could put them as one, two, three. Like yeah. the whole the whole story with them not really being able to appear on AEW TV because of comments made years ago. That yeah, I mean, you're looking at all the tweets coming out like Effie posting and support. Yeah. Um, yeah, WWE uh, mentioning it on the show WWE, here tonight yeah, on NXT. Super rare for someone who's never yeah. worked. I mean, maybe a dark match, Velocity or something way back when, but never really worked for the company for WWE to acknowledge that tonight. Like this one, and again, like news breaking during a broadcast. I'm yeah. sure. I mean, I, I can't think of many NXT wrestlers that would have like necessarily worked with him on tonight's show. But yeah, it must have rocked the locker room. Absolutely. Well. I, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow's show is being changed in some way on Dynamite. I mean, expect a bunch of tributes moving forward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, real awful. Reach for the sky, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, definitely. I I can't. I, ever since I got into like you know pro wrestling, and then I got Ring of Honor like back in the day. Like I've watched him and Mark Briscoe tear it up and then finally started to go to like when i was old enough to start to go to these ring of honor shows like man they were like awesome he had his he has roh world title run which is also like he had some sweet matches in that run as well but just super sad uh so all the love to the the briscoe family there and would love to hear uh some of your favorite briscoe boys moments and jay briscoe moments I mean, you've got if you want to celebrate someone's life by just going through their work i know we do this when like a musician dies yeah. we just play their music man this guy's catalog is huge of yeah. incredible matches you can you can go and watch and yeah as you said like if there's any kind of GoFundMes or t-shirts or yeah. whatever like Be sure to look can to support absolutely yeah we're recording this uh tuesday night at like 10 20 uh, p.m so like by the time you listen to this there could be uh News and, and stuff, always follow postwrestling.com for all the updates. I'm sure uh, John and Wei will definitely discuss it on Rewind Dynamite this yeah. week as well because I know they were huge fans of the Briscoes as well. So, yeah, uh, I'd say pour one out for the Briscoes, but I'll say uh, a few of my Jay Briscoe memories are uh, I've had the actual pleasure of not only getting to meet the Briscoe brothers a few times, but if you know me, Smoking with the Briscoe brothers was even better. So definitely pouring one out and smoke them if you got them for Jay Briscoe here tonight. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah. And in the, in the chat room right now, people are putting their, their kind of memories as well. Uh, got one here from Jake 
saying favorite memory of the Briscoes was them against War Machine at Global Wars 2016. Rest in paradise, Jameen. We'll rewatch those FTR matches again. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll have to figure out a best match ever coming in the next uh, month or so uh, to look back at some of the best from Jay Briscoe. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll go through the chat. If anyone's in the chat here today, definitely, uh, let us know your moments and we can go through some of them here tonight. But it was cool and classy of, uh, WWE. It was Vic Joseph on mm. commentary tonight who did, uh, mention this. So, who both, yeah. both, like, I book a look shook. Yeah, well, book a look. Like, yeah. they, uh, can't be, and we, we see obviously so many tragedies in wrestling that are too many, but like, yeah, it's, it it can't be easy for these guys like working through it. Like if I I if me as a a fan just at home, yeah, I've never met this guy. You know, like I'm watching TV and I'm feeling completely bummed out by it. Like these guys and girls must be. It's going to be tough. Like tomorrow, especially, so many of those guys have worked closely with him. It's going to be tough for sure. Yeah, uh, looking through just Twitter briefly tonight, all the different wrestlers uh, kind of giving their thoughts, and everyone just involved in the industry and, and fans alike are just all pouring in with the like the thoughts and just like, oh man, like just puts you in a bad mood. Again, these these are people you watch for whether you're a new wrestling fan, maybe this year is the first year you kind of got into them, or you've been watching them for almost twenty years. Like again, these these people do put our uh, their bodies on the lines for us, and this wasn't related to anything like that. It was just. No. What it seems like it was a car accident. Yeah. So that is just what it's like, man. Obviously, you hope the kids are okay and yeah. like uh, hope after something so awful, like the best can come out of it. Yeah. Uh, it's horrible, horrible. I'm going to Captain Rowdy in the chat room who says he watched the Ring of Honor on New Japan World and enjoyed seeing the crossovers. And the Briscoes were unique and undeniably talented game changers. Uh, and then Help Action writes in Briscoes versus Steen and Generico, New York in 07. I was a 15 year old with, sorry, 16 year old with my best friend, one of those matches and environments that confirms you and your bud will be friends and fans forever. Yeah, those classic, like, old school Ring of Honor days with those fans, definitely. Like, it makes you keep first going. WrestleMania weekend yeah. was 2014 in New Orleans, and the main event was Adam Cole, Jay Briscoe in a ladder war. Oh, match, yeah. Which was fantastic. Yeah, I think I've seen them fight off. I, I was at Jay Briscoe, I think, versus Steen. Is that when he won the title, too? Damn, yeah, I've seen they've so been, many. They've been them. very much an act yeah. like uh, like the Bucks, where you know if you're going there live, yeah. like if it's a local show, even in some tiny venue, you yeah. see there on the card, you know you're going to get one really fun match there. Yeah, uh, I know Fire Frank, friend of the show, and John Ceno, um were at a show just last week, I think, which probably may have been his last match then, uh, depending. But yeah, uh, super sad. Uh, I don't, I, I want, we're going to talk about NXT, but I was just super bummed out. I know I spoke, speak for mo most wrestling fans here tonight. So, uh, yeah, pour one out. Um, let's try to not be so sad yeah. over Jay, uh, Jay Briscoe here today. We can discuss, uh, some other things going on in the world of wrestling. Uh, I, I would advise people to check out poisonrana.ca for all the uh, all the links and stuff for uh, our show. Every Sunday we go live on over on our YouTube and we discuss all the things going on in wrestling. I can already say this upcoming Sunday we'll be definitely talking more. Dedicating a lot of time. To yeah, Briscoe, more about some sure. Jay Briscoe down, down there on Sunday. But uh, check out our show from this past Sunday covering all the other Vince stuff, Stephanie stuff. Dominic Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. yeah, all the fun stuff, um, which kind of uh, 
go go check out that feed because on, on our free feed we have so many other shows we have a new what up do coming out this week we had a detox last week um and and what are those shows for those who maybe haven't checked us out detox and yeah new people yeah yeah go check out these shows they're all free and uh we do have a patreon though and i would say go check that out because uh we have some crazy shows including a best match ever great muda with wh park coming out later this week so that's something to look forward to but go check all that other stuff out we podcast about wrestling a lot and uh we go live on sundays on our youtube and uh we'll be going live again this weekend as again well. this this uh sunday at 2 p.m eastern time yeah. youtube.com slash at Poison Rana and you can find all the links to our socials and our um, where, where to find our podcast, our Patreon, etc. at PoisonRana.ca uh, Next weekend is the Royal Rumble. I know I get pretty giddy when it comes Rumble season because of course WrestleMania is the big, the big Super Bowl of wrestling but the Rumble is the most fun because it's it could anything could happen. You can gamble with your friends. You know, you, there's different things that that watching the rumble gives you a whole other different experience. So, uh I'm looking forward to that. And on Monday Night Raw, they announced that there's Cody Rhodes to the Rumble is a thing. Yes. We're not getting the triumphant John Cena back Surprise from the dead. Return. Yeah, this is just hey, he's in the Rumble. Yeah, I I think I I kind of feel especially after they've been running these videos, it's it's been clear he's coming back at the Rumble anyway. So why not announce it? Uh, do you see him showing up on the Raw before, or do you think it's that's where we'll yeah, see him? Yeah, just show up at the Rumble. I think so. Yeah. 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 Pharaoh technically getting his Raw debut in that video package Yeah, he showed up. I don't think we'll see him at the Rumble, but uh, yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see. Like, it's, it's different that they announced he's going to be in it. I just think it's a little weird, but you're still going to get the big pop. He should just come I out at number gonna one. Get it anyway, and it's going to put some more interest on it. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah, do, do you think he wins? I mean, I, I we we might not see the Rock show up at this uh, bloodline reunion reunion thing, so maybe the Rock. But I don't know. Does the Rock need to come in and win it, or does Cody Rhodes win it? Yeah, we'll it's, see. it's whether you want to just go with the obvious. It, this is very Triple H yeah. returning in what was it? Oh two, yeah, oh three. Played beautiful yeah, day 02, for Cody. Yeah. It'll be great. Uh, yeah. That that that's a thing. Um, I'm I'm interested to see if Rikishi shows up for the Bloodline reunion. Maybe The Rock, maybe The Rock's daughter from so NXT. We could get Simone, couldn't we? Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, what's her name here? Ava Rain. Ava Rain. Yeah. Uh, Rikishi. We definitely need the big quiche. Rikishi. Um, I love how Raw Arthur and Sika. I love how a Raw's using Raw XXX. Always yeah. funny giggles but then raw is then raw 30 is using that bebe rexa blue remix song which does not fit wrestling or the years of monday night raw at all and it's it's not red it's blue and they're singing about blues and the show is i hate that song like it makes me is this where we are with music now that we're now sampling Fucking blue. Yeah. It's it annoys me. It, yeah, it's pr- it, it grates my cheese. I'll 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 give it a, another like the the flip side is the weekend, you mm-hmm. know, the artist the weekend, fourth year in a row using a He's song. He's doing WrestleMania again? The song is less than zero. Was this a contract we didn't know about? Just like a five year deal. They're like, here's five hundred million no, I don't know. That's crazy. Uh, Four years which in a row. song is it? 
I don't know, but Flo Rida's sweating somewhere. He's like, wait a second, four in a row? He's calling up Pitbull right now. Triple H, what about Vince? Vince, why aren't you calling me back? I don't run things anymore. Yeah. yeah. Wow, four years in a row. Yeah, but... uh, Good for him. Yeah, it's a good good track. Of of all the achievements from the weekend, this has got to be the the crowning. (laughs) Of course, absolutely. He's up there with your, your my ways of the world. You crack addicts. Yeah, someone needs to put this huge feud together with like the weekend, just his soft singing about love. Really, that doesn't really fit wrestling either, but they make it work <laughs> somehow. They're pop. His popular songs, "Blinding Lights," fit because it's like one. you know they're, they're the ones that get you get you up and dancing when you're there. It's, hey, it's I like good. to see a Scarborough boy get the WWE yeah, checks. Good for him. So shout out the weekend, XO over everything. Uh, I guess we can jump into some NXT. I think so. Here tonight. Uh, what is going on in the world of NXT? Well, we'll find out. Uh, we're hot off of New Year's Evil last week where we saw, uh, controversy with the rope and the ring breaking like twice. Uh, which then we realized that we're getting the rematch in a cage at mm. Vengeance Day, February 4th. Uh, it should be noted. I know this if it's a ways away, but uh, we're going to be going live on the Sunday, February fifth, uh, the the day after uh, Vengeance Day for our uh, post show there. So just a heads up, way ahead of time. We will be watching it, but we will be going live and talking about it on the, the Sunday. Next yeah. yeah. Uh, so Vengeance Day is is coming as the as we get to the towards the end of this show. We'll have a few more matches that are officially announced, but we go into WWE NXT from January seventeenth. 2023 from the Capitol Wrestling Center. We start off with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, who comes out wearing his lucha mask because uh, he's mocking Axiom, Axiom. Uh, who is taking on the team of Axiom and Apollo Cruz. So Carmelo and Apollo kind of having this unofficial number one contendership. Yeah, feud. Carmelo won the first match yeah. and uh, Apollo like, huh, that... That wasn't part of the plan. It yeah. wasn't in his vision, so he's desperate to like, kind of get that win back from Melo. Trick is also wearing Burberry-style tights. They were, yeah, he looked good. MJF would be very proud. Mm. Uh, Cruz is in the ring, and he's dropping Trick. When Trick tags in Melo here, who gets a huge drop kick to the face, Cruz knows how to jump up real high there to hit that. Uh, Melo then hits this like satellite face plant that he we've seen him do on guys for a near fall. But Cruz eventually fights back, counters a series of moves, and hits a huge German suplex on Carmelo, but he kicks out of it. Uh, eventually, Cruz tags in Axiom, and when he's back, we see picture-in-picture, picture, and Axiom is just uh, doing all sorts of flashy, very impressive stuff, but eventually gets beat down on. When we come back, Axiom and Cruz hit, like, in-stereo Germans on both Melo and Trick at the same time. Uh, and then there's... Like the standing moonsault from Cruz, that's a two count. And then there's nothing but net, but it's countered. And Apollo manages to, like, upside down, put Melo's shoulders to the mat. And the ref counts the three. And therefore, Apollo Cruz now has a pinfall victory over Carmelo Hayes, which shakes him to his core here. Yeah, so... um Kind of, yeah, we, we need a, a rubber match between these two. And then I guess whoever wins that will be Bronze or Grayson's opponent yeah. after Vengeance Day. Yeah, th- this was fun. I think uh, Axiom is really special. He's so much fun to watch. 
Um, and yeah, I, I keep on thinking Trick is just proving himself more and more each week as well. I think he's really stepping up his game. Obviously, the other three are pretty spectacular to watch. Um, this Apollo thing has been super rocky since his debut, but I'm, I am kind of digging this feud with Melo, and it might give him a bit more credibility or something moving forward, um, although I do still see the destination being Melo. Yeah. For, I assume, Bron. We'll get a segment later kind of involving them, which I would imagine sets up the rubber match, so to speak, at Vengeance Day, number one contendership. Yeah. Would probably be what I would guess. But, uh, yeah, I like the fact that it continues. Maybe a two out of three? Uh, that would be all right. Yeah, for sure. I, I wouldn't even mind if Axiom got involved somehow, but I, I feel like the feud now is just a, a singles mm. match. We get a video here of Tony D'Angelo. He's there with Stax. This was a video from earlier this week. We see them. It's nighttime, and they're walking. We hear great Italian oh, music. Oh, the music. Just very, so funny. Just very Godfather-esque. Uh, they're walking on the bridge. Now, if you're a longtime NXT viewer, meaning the last like year and a half, you'd know that this was the same bridge that they uh, kayfabe-wise murdered two dimes and threw him over. To make him sleep with yeah, the fishes. Uh, they, we, we forgot about the bridge when we were talking about the Monopoly board of yeah, the world of NXT. That's right. Yeah, we got two dimes bridge. Um, <laughs> Pour one out. <laughs> this, yeah, so it, it's one of those things where if you are someone who's watched this show like every yeah. week, as soon as you saw the setting, like I laughed out loud. Yeah. Because you know, you, you know where this is going. Is, is he going to... Is he going to throw him over? So Stax here is a little nervous and he says, why are we here? And Tony D'Angelo says, we're here for business. And then he pulls out two dimes and he's got literally two (laughs) dimes, two coins in his hand. And Stax is even more scared and says, look, Tony, I tried my best. And no matter what, I'm loyal to the end. So he turns around and says, do what you got to do. Basically saying, throw me over the bridge here. I want to go swimming with the fishes and uh well tony says that's not what i'm gonna do he says but stacks your days as a soldier are over you've now become the underbrass sorry the underboss the underbrass the underboss <laughs> <laughs> the underboss and and gives him this jacket with this like embroidered logo on it and says this is our family crest and says i'm proud of you so there you go stacks is a made man he I is. guess, in a, in a somewhat of a way. I, I love how two dimes in NXT is kind of like how William Regal has been in AEW. Like, he was taken out, but his spirit <laughs> lingers on. He's now working for the other place, but... That's where he swam his, to Orlando. It, it affected everything. Sorry, two dimes' <laughs> departure has made Stack step up, and, and at this point, fear for his life, but was ready to take the bullet again. Um, these are so corny they're yeah. filmed like a, a school movie project the acting is about as good as that but i it's endearing as well and i i'm kind of for it yeah uh love love any mafia references in my pro wrestling i just i just tv shows. picture people like flicking through and because you'll like, see right away from the quality this isn't well what is it that we see before it starts law and order yeah. Is on. And it's always very dramatic. And Dick we kind Wolf. of laugh about how dramatic Dick Wolf's show is. Yeah. Um, but it's still like this higher quality and presentation and everything. If you're flicking through and see this scene, you'd be like, what is, 
what is this? And then he says, do it. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but Stack's ready to, like, that. he earned his, his, his stripes here. Yeah, I imagine maybe we get more of a tag team from these two. Like, actual, maybe go for the gold. Yep. Something like that. But no longer being his lackey, being his equal. I like it. Yeah, me too. And then eventually we'll have, it's got to be Stax who tries to take out the kingpin, right? Right. That's where we go. It can't be Tony turning on Stax. It's Stax wanting to be the Don. Yeah. That's where we're leading to, I would think. What's his, like, actual uh, kayfabe name? It's, like, Channing, Channing Lorenzo. Lorenzo. Stax, Chan- Channing, Channing Stax. Stax Lorenzo. <laughs> Such a good wrestling. <laughs> it's almost as good as Sexton Hardcastle, but it's not quite. Uh, we get a recap of last week, the Battle Royal, where both members of Toxic Attraction won. More on that in a bit, as they said, they'll, they'll get to it. But before that, we have a little Tiffany Stratton interview with Mackenzie Mitchell. And Tiff says, Mackenzie, you're the one who asked for this. So I don't know what you're, you're you want with me. Mackenzie says, Hey, you know, you, you showed up last week and well, you, you had some words to say about the locker room. And well, here's a video of what happened last night, which I wasn't sure why they were showing last night. Cause I don't know what was going on at, in the CWC last night. Because it would have been a Monday night. Yeah. But, but Tiffany Stratton... I guess just coming in for training or whatever. Maybe. Yeah, yeah true. Okay. Tiffany goes into to her locker room, but it's locked. And Indy Hartwell eventually opens the door and says, I heard what you said about us. You called the, the women's locker room here in NXT... Pigs. Pigs. So uh, we decided we don't, want, we don't want you changing, dressing with us anymore. So basically kicks her out. So this is, took this is, a name off the dressing room and put women's locker This is our room. dressing room now. Yeah. So, yeah, started in some beef with that. So Tiffany says, like, oh, I don't care about this Indy Harwell. So I, I hope this is a good feud for Indy because I think Tiffany's a, a big enough character that um, – because Indy's someone who floats around a lot. Um, I'm hoping this feud might do something a bit more for her. And we haven't seen Tiffany wrestle for a, quite a while now, but yeah. she was someone who was really impressing week after week. So I'm kind of up for this feud. Neither are in kind of title contention yet, but I hope this one delivers. It has my interest a bit more than, say, a Wendy Chu-Tiffany feud, because I, I don't think this is going to be quite as silly, maybe. Tiffany's like the Miz here. Yeah, getting <laughs> kicked, kicked out. out the locker room. eating chicken on... What are you doing? Get out of here. Someone's back. You yeah. can't do this. Get out of here. We go to Toxic Attraction. Gigi and JC both make their way to the ring. They both have microphones. They say, we did what we say we would do, and we both won the battle royal. And you you were cheering for us, says Gigi. I, I, I heard you cheering for us, even when JC may have tried to throw me out. But it's okay. We ended up winning at the same time anyways. So from here on out, we're going full steam into Charlotte for Vengeance Day, baby, which they say like uh, Kofi Kingston mm. for some reason. Uh, they basically say that they both have the title opportunity against Roxanne. And you, Roxanne's been this thorn in their side uh, ever since taking the NXT title from us, meaning Mandy Rose. And then they say that you're going to you're going to regret the day that you did this. And uh, this is when, Ly- sorry, Lyra Valkyria, they, they, uh, she comes out and says that you two slipped away last minute when she should have won the Battle Royal last week. And 
to be honest, when I look at either of you two, JC and Gigi, I don't see champion. I see losers. JC says, well, you know, it looks like you fell from the sky. I got a chuckle out of that one because mm. she's the bird lady yep. for people keeping score. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lyra then says, look, you couldn't beat Roxanne by yourselves. That's why you both have to team up to face her. This is when Roxanne shows up and all these women start to brawl. And it eventually sets up a tag team match play a holla holla later tonight for our main event. Yeah, uh, it was it was just as this segment started when like we heard about the Jay Briscoe news. So I I can't say I was particularly checked in for this one. Um, I I still think the toxic attraction thing just isn't working. I they barely get a reaction anymore yeah like heal he or anything yeah um so and and by the end of the show which we'll get to later i think they've just made been made to look like complete losers going to this feud um this two-on-one thing with roxanne perez just isn't working for me yeah that's the match uh for those wondering roxanne versus gg versus jc in a triple threat at vengeance day yeah it's not necessarily the the big pay-per-view match that Gets us Especially this is a one of the if this was a TV special, okay, but this is one of the they're on the road. It's, is, it's the yeah. the first event not piggybacking off of anything and it's in an arena. Um I, I think Roxanne needs a stronger kind of singles opponent. And yeah. I, I just didn't think I thought JC and Gigi were made to look like jokes tonight. Yeah, I I, I I'm not too interested in this and uh I think maybe separating them eventually like in the match they're going to wrestle each other yeah because you're going to you're going to see that but after that i don't don't Mm. know like do they need a leader they need someone else to fill the shoes of mandy does mandy come back yeah like right it 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 needs something but even then it's i just feel like it's been toxic forever i'd be way more interested in roxanne versus uh, uh, someone else but i just don't know like a tiffany would have made sense but like then you would probably want tiffany to be a champion in a year or so i mean i i can see uh them doing a baby face, baby face thing with Lyra Valkyria at some point. They, TV. Seem, to, yeah. they seem to have like kind of moved her right to the top of the division right. pretty quickly. She's got the feud with Cora. Cora is obviously another. They've got to go to the rematch. I think that'll be there. WrestleMania. Yeah. Weekend. Um, yeah. But yeah, this, this one ain't it, unfortunately. We go to the Diamond Dojo, another place on the NXT Monopoly board. Uh, Diamond Mine are training in the gym. They're really upset at what's been going on. They were attacked last week by Jinder Mahal. That's right. Jinder Mahal is back in NXT. And they're pissed. Ivy says, look, guys, I know you're upset, but you need to shut up and you need to listen. You need to stay focused. Ivy says, what happened to you, Julius and Brutus? You used to be strong. You used to be locked in. She says, you guys need to grow a sack and become the Creed brothers that you were before. Yeah, this was a bit weird because she's she's kind of telling them to grow a pair, but is has also been telling them to just back away from this fight. Very from confusing. These guys. Mixed messages. She's going like, "Look, you're you're in over your head. Sanger's huge. Um, it's now three on two. Jinder Mahal, who's a former WWE champion, so grow a pair, lads, and move away from him." I'm like, it doesn't quite make sense. It made sense when she was like focus on the titles don't focus on this but i thought the whole kind of essentially like man up stuff well yeah this is what they're doing these big lads picked a fight with them and they haven't been standing down 
So it's it's this has been dragging on. Yeah. This thing. Um I thought like I, I kind of felt you needed Jinder on this show because I'd kind of forgotten about last week and I thought you should have followed up with maybe hearing from Indashir and why Jinder's there. How could you forget Jinder showed up last rather week? Rather than but I, I feel that's we need more of that, more of a justification of why yeah. he's there and stuff rather than just uh seeing from the creeds again. I don't know. Yeah. We might be the only people who knew Jinder <laughs> showed up last week. Yeah. <laughs> that watched NXT last week. Uh yeah, Ivy Nile uh like uh just sending mixed messages to these guys is pretty funny. Like, wait, what what are you talking about? Like yeah. it's it's reminding me of old relationships. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't fight them. Two weeks later. What's wrong with you? Why don't you, you have balls? Why don't yeah. you fight them, losers? What's wrong with you? Ivy's the, the turncoat. I, I think the end game here, Vengeance Day, Creed's Roderick Strong versus Jinder, Sanga, and Veer. Yeah. I think that's cool. it. Hope that's the, the outcome. We go to Stevie Turner, our resident streamer yeah. here in NXT. She's now reviewing tape of the Battle Royal from last week, a segment which they already did uh, a few segments back where they showed highlights, uh, maybe three-minute video of that Battle Royal. Well, great. We get to watch them again, but now with Stevie's uh, feedback. She stole our gimmick, reviewing NXT. Yeah. Yeah, except she's a bit late. Like, we did our review a week ago. It's yeah, news it's, now. Like, yeah, we're we're, we're about news. to talk about this week's yeah. Stevie. She's recapping it and says, oh, you had to forget alliances. And if I was there, I would have won. Well, why weren't you? Instead of just talking about it. She then says that uh, she'll be back to give more updates. And when she's in the ring, that day is approaching. This is another day in the life of Stevie. And remember, I'm always two levels ahead and two steps. Sorry, two levels Something. Two uh, uh, two steps ahead and a level above. Or yeah, something, something like, like that. A level above and two steps ahead. Two levels above and two steps ahead. Stevie out. I I really don't like this. Um, sure, having a character who is a non-wrestler doing a Twitch thing to kind of remind you what happened last week instead of just a classic highlight video. Okay, but where does this... Again, where's the match? What, what, yeah. where, where do we go from here? Because she's not having any real opinion on anything. So at least when Lash Legend was doing her kind of chat show, she'd be like throwing shade at <laughs> different people she's talking right, about. Okay. Whereas she's just doing what we're doing and being like, yeah, last week there was a battle royal and this happened. And I find it very cringy. Yeah, there's definitely different ways. Like, if you're going to do the streamer, she shouldn't just be review. She should just do our gig. She should be like, I don't know, gaming or something along the those streamer lines. should be like a heel or like just talking yeah. trash about everyone. Or like that that which they did not mention today. Again, feels like a fever dream a week ago. But NXT Anonymous, which was not mentioned on this show, should that oh. not be her? Like she's involved with like tech. Again, I'm going back to Solomon Crow, the hacker gimmick yeah. or whatever, but. Yeah, I didn't like this at all. Also, she's talking about last week's match, which they already highlighted. So, like, I was already she, tired she of watching. She was kind of reminding us about the Electra Lopez, Valentina Feroz thing with Electra kind of coaching her, which comes into play a little later. Because okay. I think that was stuff that you'd have that I don't think we picked up in the Battle Royal sure. last week that she was doing that. All but, right, but yeah, we go to our next match: Alba Fire going one on one against Sol Ruka. 
So this match was supposed to happen. Then Alba was attacked. So it got like postponed. And then Alba basically said, Soul, we never had that match. Do you still want it? And basically made her accept She's kind of rude. Yeah. She's like, you want it or not? Yeah. So it's happening here tonight. Uh, they're, they're again showing clips of last week. Soul Ruka doing the Kofi Kingston handstand. Mm-hmm. Again, call your bookie for the Royal Rumble. I would put money in having Soul Ruka doing that spot in the Royal Rumble. In two weeks. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Book it. Definitely. Please. Soul versus Alba Fire here. Uh, Soul is countering everything Alba has to do by countering into handstands and, and pretty clever escapes. And then turns one of them into an X-Factor. Shout out X-Pac for a near fall. Fire comes back with a super kick for a near fall. And then as she's gaining control, keeps there's multiple attempts for the gory bomb. But we see Isla Dawn on the NXT perch which obviously would distract anyone uh, in a match, just look at someone standing there, Mm. then turns around and gets hit with the debut on TV of the Soul Ruka, like... Does she have a name for it? I've been calling it the Wave Runner or Point Break Mm. or whatever, but I'm sure it'll have a name by next week. But this crazy jumping, flipping, twisting cutter... Which gives Sol Ruka the big so upset. Like she's on the what the second rope or the second rope, I think, she and like she jumps. does like a forward, like back somersault. Don't even try explaining this. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Look great, and I thought the the timing of it was was actually really well done with the distraction and a big win for Sol Ruka. Like I, I thought this was a bit of a upset actually, and and I think really impressive with, with that move. It's definitely something. We've seen it go around on Twitter already when she did it on Level yeah. Up, but this is going to have a bit more, uh, a few more people are seeing this. Yeah, we talked about it a few weeks ago when we were like, oh, they can't wait to see her do this. And now she has. I'm sure more people will see it again. Put her in the Rumble. Uh, but yeah, uh, cool looking move, cool looking stuff. I, I see big things for, for Sol Ruka here. And I guess the feud of the witch versus the fire girl. The, the conclusion, I guess so. Yeah. You assume Alba Fire, who is Scottish, is celebrating Burns Night next, next week. Next Wednesday, yeah. Next Wednesday, right? So maybe we get a Burns Night match. That'd be good. Next. What, they read poetry to each other? <laughs> While eating haggis? Yeah, well, Isladon's Irish, right? Uh, Alba no, Do- they're both Scottish. They're both Scottish? Yeah, Isladon's Scottish as well, I believe. I'm thinking of Nikki Cross. Who? I don't know. She was sort of a witch and doing the same laugh, creepy thing. In NXT. Uh, I yeah, Isla, she's from Glasgow. So Isla Dawn they're and... both Al- Scottish. So they've got to have a Burns oh, Night Oh, we're having match. a Burns Night match next week. They haven't announced it. They dropped the ball on that. For anyone who doesn't know what Burns Night is, I'm learning too. But uh, next Wednesday, is Scottish people are going to go nuts. Uh, I'll tweet it. See if, see if they listen. Would it be an Inferno match? Burns Night Inferno match. Or it would be... Um, what was the one they had in New Japan with, uh, was it Kanemaru who drinks the whiskey? Oh, right, yeah. The, just they're shooting scotch, scotch and wrestling. yeah, scotch. It's like a rounds match, but between every round, they've got to I don't think they'd air that whiskey. on NXT. <laughs> uh, shots of flaming Sambuca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> flaming whiskey, because they're fire. It's burns. Yeah. Night. We need to book it. We're just, just fantasy booking a Scottish <laughs> Inferno match for Burns Night, the eve of next week. But if they don't book it, it's a mistake. In our opinion, we're doing it for the culture. Yes, because I usually don't understand when Scottish people speak. There was even a joke about that later. Oh yeah, yeah. 
We go from that to, I mean, shout out Sol Ruka getting a big win. But we go from that to Dijak. He's in a dark room in an office. He's like the Terminator. He says, today, street justice, they're going to have to find out what it really means from me. And next on my list is Wes Lee. I didn't come back to NXT to make friends. I came back to collect punitive damages. It won't be Vengeance Day. It'll be Judgment Day. <laughs> it's official. Vengeance Day. Wesley versus Dijak for the North American Championship. Punitive it's, damages. <laughs> it's so just... Uh, a, we've seen it before. We've heard this language so many times. It means nothing. It's such a two-dimensional character. It's... Uh, yeah, exactly. Judgment Day. We already said he looked like the Terminator. He's, he's cosplaying Terminator, yeah. Yeah. Um, James Cameron's so hot right now, so maybe... <laughs> Yeah, this this Dijak character isn't isn't for me, unfortunately, which is a shame. We said it before. I've I've always really liked this guy, but yeah, man, the the shit he gets given. Okay, look, the the bright side is uh, the match against Wesley. The actual bell be to bell, yeah, yeah, should be awesome, and we'll definitely be raving about it. I'm sure. But the gimmick this guy has is so laughable, it's so cheesy. He looks like Big Boss Man. Just talking about justice. The punitive damage. What punitive damages? Who are you going after? What did Wes ever do to you? Did he make you join he that the title, didn't he? injustice group? Whatever. Did you see him on Twitter earlier? What was uh, he talking about? He was like, because he's verified or something, he can't change his name, so he's still T-Bar. <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> at Twitter, geek. like, at Twitter, at Elon Musk. It's like, I don't want to fucking be T-Bar anymore. So he really wants those punitive damages. Die Jack. Wow. Just change it, bro. He doesn't yeah. want... Just start a new account again. <laughs> so yeah, his his handle is still at T Bar Retribution. <laughs> that's it, Retribution. That's the name of it. And it's getting confused with Antifa. It's been almost two months since we officially submitted a request to change me at my at on Twitter and Instagram. If you are verified, they don't let you change it yourself. I don't know what it will take, but let me know at Elon Musk because this motherfucker T Bar stays haunting me. And if Elon, if you don't change my Twitter handle, you're going to be hit with some hard justice. justice. It's going to be judgment day. Damages. Oh man, yeah. Uh, I miss Oni Lorcan's tweets. That was a fun thing we used to do. Oni Lorcan, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's back now. He's a trainer, I think, in NXT. I Is saw he? him tweeting some things okay. about that. So Interesting. That would be that's pretty sweet. But we would. I'd like to see him wrestle again too. But yeah, Dijak versus Wes at Vengeance Day. We go to part one of the sit-down interviews involving the world title match. Grayson Waller sitting down with Vic Joseph earlier today. He says that he should have walked out NXT world champion, but it was a draw because of the whole the whole ring and the, the count out. And he says it was the one thing that I could not control. So Braun didn't beat me. It was not Braun. It was the ring. That's what cost me. Vic Joseph brings up the fact that the the knee hurt around the world, uh, meaning a, there was a huge knee in the match. I don't know if it was really hurt around the world, but it it was possible to some that Waller would have beat Braun with that move, and uh, then the ring broke again. So it's a big what if if he jumped off the top, if he hit that elbow, maybe you would have won. And he says, I should have won. I would have beat Braun. So therefore, I'm just as much as the champion as Braun is. So I brought my own title, and then he puts on a replica 
world title for NXT and says that Charlotte Braun versus Waller in a cage, and I'm going to prove that I am the real champion. Um, I I think they've been doing a pretty good job with this feud, actually. And I did think last week was um, quite unique, the finish with the, the ropes. And it gives, it does give Waller a kind of what-if situation rather than, you know, the what you'd kind of expect if they're going to a rematch. Waller does something kind of cheating and gets caught. So the match gets thrown out. It's a DQ, something like that. It's a bit, uh grown during the rematch. I think this has been quite unique and I think they've done a good job selling that knee because that was impressive last week. Yeah. Um, I thought they did a good job putting that over this week. So yeah, uh, Grayson versus Braun inside a cage. We'll get the second half of this, but it's Braun being interviewed later tonight. Uh, it, it wasn't Waller being like him putting the title on. Wasn't as I hate that. Yeah. Like I do hate the stealing a title yeah. or I'm the real champion, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the stuff with the ropes was actually, he, he kind of said something as well about how, um, well, when the ropes failed on Bron, he was down for forever as they spent the time. Yeah. Whereas like I did get up after the 10. We go to two little quick inserts before a match coming up between... We see Gallus getting ready, and they say something, I'm sure, but I couldn't understand it. They then say that Gallus is always on top. I always understand when they say that. Briggs and Jensen, I could understand them a little bit more. They say that these country boys are going to raise some hell tonight as these two teams face off next. But when we come back, we do see uh, Alba Fire attacking a ref backstage. She's mad at Mm. the ref even though she she was the one who was kind of distracted. Uh, when Caden and Katana kind of interrupt and say, what are you doing, Alba? Come on, stop it. You're going to get kicked out of NXT. She could only hope, uh, I think, at this point. She then says, don't tell me to calm down. And she says, uh, I'll fight anyone. I'll fight both of you. And she says, yeah, well, we'll take you on. And she says, but you need a partner. And Alba says, no, I'll fight you both myself. So a lot of tag teams facing one person going on in NXT as of late. Would that be, uh, yeah, who, yeah, who do you think partners her? I think it, Isla Dawn. Isla Dawn. And be like, yeah, I'll be a partner. Alba, Alba, uh, sorry, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire should just decide to put their witch and fire brimstone fire and together Dawn. and then win the tag titles. Yeah. It was all a ruse. They killed each other for weeks mm. to get to this point. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I still find, uh, Caden and Katana quite unlikable whenever yeah. they're in these backstage segments. Um, even though they're meant to be the baby faces, like I'd be a little aggravated by them if I was Alba Fire. Yeah. Because they were a bit patronizing. Oh, well, we just kept on trying and now we're the champions. It's like, yo, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad right now. Yeah. But I mean, Alba Fire should just go to the main roster. I think there's more there to do. We've been saying, but yeah. She has a match next week against Caden and uh, Katana. Katana, that's it. We get a video for Tyler Bate. He will be wrestling later tonight. But we go to our tag team match here. Briggs and Jensen going up against Gallus. This is Mark Coffee. Yes. And Wolfgang. Can never forget Wolfgang. <laughs> we see Gallus kind of bullying uh, Jensen here. They're being dickheads. They're putting boots to them, tagging in and out. They start... Uh, they slam Jensen on the outside. They send, they hit Briggs with a back suplex on the apron. And then they start to remove the mats on the bottom of like the little small ramp there in NXT. But, uh, Briggs suplexes Wolfgang on 
to the mat parts as they go into picture in picture. When we come back, Jensen fires up with this hot tag. There's a huge spin heel kick, uh, but then eventually runs into the bigger Mark Coffey, who's just bullying him down. There's a shoulder block off the apron from Briggs. And then uh, Jensen gets like uh, backdropped onto the exposed part of the ramp. And this is when Fallon Henley comes out to check on him and realizes he's really hurt. So she calls security and some doctors and they're checking on him, leaving Briggs alone in the ring with Gallus. It's not until Kiana James comes out, which me and you were shouting at the TV. Where's Kiana? She's got to help Briggs. Sorry, Jensen. She does and says, come on, get up, fight. All while Gallus is in the ring, they hit this kick power slam combo onto Briggs and the Gallus boys are on top. Yeah. Yeah. This was okay. Uh, I was more interested by the, the story with Jensen and Kiana and Fallon. Uh, then I would say the match itself. Gallus yeah. just don't quite do it for me, really. Um, yeah, uh, the pretty big spot right next to doing the the concrete drop. I guess like it that would hurt. But yeah, I don't know. This didn't really connect with me. Yeah, uh, someone in the chat uh, is saying Frank in the chat's even reminding me that Gallus also changed their music, so they don't even have that generic. Didn't like, they have that? It's like car music. Car they didn't commercial have that? Music. Apparently. Oh, I, don't, okay. I didn't notice it. So maybe that is true because I usually do like that song. Mm. That stock music for like Ram truck. Yeah. Somehow Gallus uses. Ooh. You know how I, fa- I found it on Spotify. That's how. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, this was fine. Briggs, Briggs and Jensen... Briggs and Jensen have definitely stepped up in the past while. Like uh, since that Kofi Kingston uh, new sorry New Day match, they've been great. I I could see them having a tag run at some point yeah. with the titles. Like I, they've definitely improved, and we were big like haters of yeah. these guys at the beginning. Uh, well, Gallus don't really get it done for me. I'm not really too sure why this is happening, but yeah, sure. We see Thea Hale backstage. She's getting amped up. She says, "I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready." Duke says, are you? And she says, yeah, I am ready to throw up. And he says, well, that's because you're nervous. Don't worry. And this is when Andre Chase comes in and says, Duke, uh, I got something to show you here. And it's a phone and it's someone filming. Oh, is this NXT Anonymous maybe? Where it's Duke talking to someone else in Chase University. And it looked like or sounded like Duke was almost bad-mouthing Professor Chase to another Chase U student. And Andre Chase doesn't take to this too kindly and starts scolding Duke, like, how dare you? And Duke says, uh, like, no, don't worry about this right now. Let's focus on Thea Hale's match. So I couldn't quite hear the video. I'll have to go on yeah. at WWE Anonymous. NXT no, I don't care to... enough to do that. No, I, this but... I, it aired really, really weird. You could not really properly hear what. But then just because of Chase's reaction, I assumed. he So was... Ch- Chase has obviously heard Duke kind of maybe bad mouthing yeah. him or something. And because uh, he went from trusting, uh, not trusting this guy to starting to trust him. Yeah. Uh, to now kind of being a bit suspicious of old Duke Hudson. But they're like, don't worry, Thea's got a match. Let's let's just. Yeah, focus, focus on, on that, that first, and we can talk about this later. Yeah, you can't have Duke and the the whole Chase thing break down over Not, NXT Anonymous. No, that'd be, that'd be that'd sad. Be just wrong. Be a miss. We see Jensen backstage. He's being checked on. Uh, Brooks Jensen, that is. Fallon comes in, and she's really upset and says, uh, look, you know, are you, how are you feeling? I can't believe... Kiana James came out there and she's so upset. And Jensen's like, what? She, she was just checking on me. I was hurt. 
And she says, no, Kiana James is just using you. And Jensen says, hey, why do you care? Look, you got your bar. Maybe she just likes me. I like her. Deal with it. And Fallon says, oh, yeah, well, I'll rem remember that we set had this conversation when she breaks your heart. And Fallon walks off. Damn, some real Degrassi vibes going on here. And I, I remember having a similar argument uh, with a friend of mine. We were on a road trip. Yeah. We were in Memphis. And I was chatting to this uh, rather nice young lady. And he yeah. was like, come on, like, let's mo move on. He, like, no one was interested in his, yeah. his boss. He was like, no, no, let's move on. Let's go. Next one. And I was like, well, I'm chatting to this girl. She's nice. So, like, oh, she's just using you for drinks. I'm like, well, she bought me the drink. So what oh. are you talking about? That was kind of like here. He's nice. like, what? You, you've got your bar. What, how, what's she using me for? Yeah. What like, is it for? Fallon is just being a friend here. Do Let's we, not get that. Do you think he, she maybe likes Jensen? No, I think she's just being a genuine friend. Okay. We've been friends for a few years now. We've, we've said to each other, uh, this person might be not so good for you. This yeah. person might break, mess with you a little bit. This person's mm -hmm. going to break your heart a little bit. Maybe she's just being a good friend. But then she gets suckered into Jensen being like, no, you're wrong about her, which we've both also yeah. <laughs> said those things yeah. and look at us. So there you go. I, I feel down the line she might, they might have her be, oh. it, it's, it's better for the story, isn't it? Yeah. If, Love. If she, she starts to fall for old, old B squared junior. <laughs> Shut up B squared. We go to Valentina Faraz. She's in action. I, I was excited here. She's going one-on-one -on -one against Thea Hale. And Thea is hyped up here. Valentina, though, has got a lot going through her mind. Because the whole Sanga kind of leaving her high and dry. And then her partner. Mm. Uh, oh, man, I'm blanking on her partner's uh, name. Ulyssa Leon. Yeah. Uh, she's healing up from injury. So Valentina is all alone here in NXT. So her and Thea tie it up here. They're going counter for counter. Thea hits a pretty cool-looking sunset roll-up for a near fall. And then a standing moonsault. But again, Faraz kicks out. Uh, they both uh, are running the ropes and Faraz and her hit a running double crossbody as they both try to pin each other. Uh, but then there's Electra Lopez, who's ringside watching the match and throws Valentina this ring. Isn't it the, the brass knuckles she oh, used right. to give to Santos, right? That's right. That's right. Sorry, not a ring, but brass knucks. And Valentina does not want to use the... The hammer. <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. And it decides to throw it away, causing her to be distracted, which allows Thea Hale to hit the party foul. Remember that move? Yep. One, two, three. Thea Hale wins her match and is just ecstatic. Chased you running wild. Uh, so proof that William Regal is backstage working on, on segments here. Yeah, brass um, knucks. Yeah, it, interesting. They're trying to, uh, I think... Like I really like Valentina, um, but we can see in in sort of segments later today, like her her English isn't quite there, and it it's kind of difficult to understand her at times. So while she's working on that, I believe they do have kind of language classes and things for the foreign talent in WWE. I think having her maybe with an Electra who can be a bit more of a mouthpiece. Um, wouldn't be such a bad idea because I, I think she's very talented. Yeah, uh, for Royce, I like her a lot. Yeah, um, I do. But too. this also achieves something in uh, the Hales win as well. Yeah, good. you know what? I wouldn't mind if uh, Valentina doesn't really have anything else going on. 
why not eventually give into the dark side a little bit? And then when Ulyssa comes back, she'll be like, what are you doing? And then also join. You can have a little stable there. I think so. Yeah. So it would be all right. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, like Faraz has definitely showed way more, but the story was kind of her to let Thea get the win. So yeah. that's all right. But we'd like to see where this goes. We see Mello and Trick. And afterwards, oh. sort of as uh, Thea's celebrating, Duke's doing the Chase U sign with yeah. her and celebrating, and Andre Chase is just looking at him kind of, you fucker. What are you doing? What are you doing? I don't trust you. Yeah, we need to see Chase U continue on. We can't leave. We can't have it like this. No. No. It's like the bloodline feud mm. of NXT. We see Mello and Trick leaving, and they're in the parking lot. They better be careful. Uh, Trick's wearing a wrestling club hoodie. Shout out the wrestling club. Uh, Apollo Crews interrupts them and walks up to them and says, uh, Mello, it looks like your visions didn't come true because uh, I beat you here tonight. And Carmelo and Trick are like, oh, you know, that that didn't count. Uh, it was... It was a tag. tag. I was pondering this guy. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder I lost. And Apollo says, well, I mean, that's one for you and that's one for me, no matter how you look at it. And, uh, well, I need a fresh cut. You know any good barber shops around here? And then he walks off and gets in his car and laughs. And Trick goes, fresh cut? Man, man he ain't got no damn hair. <laughs> Which the whole... This whole interaction just was fantastic. When he joked and said, I need a fresh cut, and then like laughed at himself, uh, loved it. He, he's winning your round, <laughs> Apollo. Yeah, I was just, that was a funny joke. Yeah. He, why can't you do that instead of being like, I know where to get a fresh cut. <laughs> it's in my own shower because I'm just shaving my own head. But no, I, I, I like this. Yeah, as I said earlier, I'm, I'm looking forward to the rematch. Yeah. Um, and Trick and Mello are always very entertaining, I find, yeah. in all these backstage segments. And, and Apollo brought it here as well. Yeah. Quite funny. We, this is where we cut to Vic Joseph and Booker T sending their condolences to Jay Briscoe and friends and family here, uh, which, again, was uh, a very different move for WWE, especially for... For stars that never really were in yeah. WWE, so I uh, was a big fan of that. Yeah. We go back from commercial, and it's Valentina backstage when Electra Lopez walks in and says, Why didn't you take my help? I offered you some help. And Valentina says, I don't cheat. And she says, Valentina, you fight to win. You fight for respect. Valentina says, Electra, you're starting to sound like Sanga. You sound the same. And Electro walks off and says, think about it. He, think about it, hero. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're going in that direction with Valentina and uh, Electra. Yep, I like it. We go to the New Day who come out. Uh, and it should be noted, I'm, I'm reading from a tweet from John Pollock who says, New Day was scheduled to host a funeral segment on NXT tonight. But uh, the segment was changed after the passing news of yeah. Frisco. Um So... Kind of maybe would explain why this next segment was just a bit, like, thrown together. Yeah. And the Co- Kofi and Woods also were wearing kind of suits here with the the jackets off. So Vic and, Wait- uh, Vic and Booker only just announced it. So this must have been pretty last minute. I okay, imagine. yeah, that, that would make some, some sense. Uh, New Day come out um, and they say, hey, we're here in NXT and we look good. And he says, we're happy to be done with Pretty Deadly. Yes, boy. Except now we have to face the team of Gallus at Vengeance Day. This is when uh, Pretty Deadly come out here and they say, you guys are mocking us. You think this is funny? 
And New Day say, yeah, I mean, we said you, we'd give you a title match if you got us those Ahmed Johnson LOD shoulder pads, but you never did. So therefore, you don't get the match. And Pretty Deadly say, look, we've been jumping through hoops. Kofi says, actually, we probably should have made you really jump through hoops. Pretty Deadly say, we are the rightful contenders when Gallus come out. Mm. Fucking Gallus. They say, we won the match last week, and therefore, we are the number one contenders now. Uh, Pretty Deadly say that's uh, it's, it's not how it goes. And Gallus Boy says, we're back on top. And they said that we've beat Briggs and Jensen now. So you two, meaning New Day, are next. And uh, that's when Xavier Wood says, look, none of us understood anything that you just said. When Pretty Deadly actually start the attack, which causes all of these guys to start brawling and get a pull apart here from security which then it is announced that at the Vengeance Day PLE, it will be a triple threat tag team match for the tag titles. Gallus, New Day, and Pretty Deadly. Yeah, I, I'd have just been down for the straight one-on-one rematch of New Day and Pretty Deadly, to be honest. I thought their, their last match was really fun, and then recreating it again, but this time in an arena. Like, more fans there, I, I think could have been pretty good. Um I assume this is just a way so New Day don't get pinned to lose the titles, this triple threat. Yeah, kind of kind of weird, especially the Creeds being like the hot tag team. That would be like the match that you would figure New Day would do. Idris and uh, Malik, like Idris and Malik, like that's another match we didn't yeah. get to at all. So uh, you would hope that the New Day uh, just retain. Idris and Malik versus, Sorry, New, versus Day. New Day. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I I feel like having New Day just retain here would make more sense, but I I don't really want to see it go on either of these other teams. I I yeah. I I definitely think this is to get it off New Day without them being pinned. Yeah, is my opinion, uh, my theory. True. Um, but yeah, the, the Gallus just doesn't doesn't interest me, unfortunately. But as I said, this this segment was probably thrown together pretty like like. Yeah. Notice as well. And it it was it was what it was. We uh go to a video backstage where Roxanne and Lyria Valkyria are talking. Roxanne says, Look, I know what it's like to be the new girl here and <laughs> says we should tag we're gonna tag team tonight against Toxic Attraction. Lyra Valkyria, who again, you're keeping score, she is the bird lady. Bird lady. She says, Look, Roxanne, normally I fly alone. But tonight's the exception. So cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> they are both interrupted by Big Body Javi, who says, "Hey, uh, you guys know I have a match coming up, and you should also know that uh, I, my song is is charting in the billboards, and you should you should know my song. That's uh, what Feliz Javidad, mm. uh, which uh, it's January seventeenth. Good time to bring up I a mean, Christmas. I, mean, song. I think that's the joke, isn't yeah, it? He's yeah. a bit of an idiot. I I." I I really laughed way more than I should have at uh, I Fly Alone line from Bird Lady. But don't have some guy interrupt, like, your women's world champion in a segment. Like, I think that's something that, like, is something they don't usually do. Uh, well, I mean, they made him look like the idiot. Yeah. Like, the, it was the women's champion standing up and telling him to essentially fuck off. Yeah. So, I don't know. It wasn't like he took over the segment and then they were an afterthought. Well, their match is, is later tonight, but so is his coming up after. We get the second sit-down interview with Braun Breaker. 
And uh, he says, look, I, w- I walked out champ, but I did not want it to end that way. Vic brings up the knee strike and says that you almost lost if the ring didn't collapse. Who knows if you got hit by that elbow drop, Braun says. That's true. But anyone who doubts me and wants to doubt me, you'll, you will all see when Vengeance Day comes. Because me and Grayson Waller inside a steel cage, uh, I'm, I'm going to get my, my, my win back. And Braun calls... Grayson Waller, the Chael Sonnen of WWE, because he talks so much trash and always gets his ass kicked and says he's a disgrace and he won't be talking trash after I beat his ass inside the cage. Mm. Chael Sonnen. I do love me some Chael Sonnen trash talk. No idea who that is. Oh, uh, former fighter, MMA, okay. UFC fighter. Okay. Um, yeah. Do, do you see any chance at all that Waller wins this one? Please, dear God, no. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Like, sure, but abs- I, I don't know. No. Uh, things would be way more interesting with Braun Mello yeah. down the line. Uh, we go to our next match. Big Body Javi. He's got a guitar. He's ready to sing his song. He says it's Felice Javi Dodd, and it's a concert. Uh, he said that his song was trending on the Billboard Top 40, but I don't believe him. Tyler Bate interrupts him and comes out. The crowd are really hot here. We see Tyler versus Javi, and Tyler right away is just getting the best of him with the unorthodox style, as Vic Joseph calls it. We get him like countering and jumping around and twists and like escapes under the legs and everything. This pisses off Javi, who then thumbs him in the eye and then hits a bulldog and a clothesline for a two count. Uh, I, I, I could be wrong, but we've had this discussion before when Booker T just came into NXT, his commentary, where it might not be, he might not be too familiar. He out and out said, I've never seen this guy wrestle before, which is crazy because, I mean, he's been in the company since, what, 2016? So, um, but Joseph's like, yo, this guy's actually pretty good. And Booker's like, yo, I don't want to talk about this guy. What about Big Body Javi? And then compares him to Macho Man. And Vic Joseph's like, dude, I don't think uh, this guy reminds me of Macho Man <laughs> at all as the match continues. Uh, Bate eventually fights back and hits a uh, exploder, kip up, the standing star, the bop bang, and again, and then a torpedo lariat rebound, and then goes for the Tyler driver, but it seems there's like a slip up between the two. So then goes for it again and goes for the Tyler driver 97, 98, whichever one he does, but instead ends up hitting the Masawa Gonzo bomb, Tyler driver 91 here. Yeah. This was almost scary. Yeah, I, I mean, this we've seen uh, Tyler Bate do this on big guys like uh, like Gunther, like Walter in the past. Um, Javier is taller; he is like longer than Bate. So, but this you could see Vic said on commentary like, "Oh, Javi blocked that first one," but it, it looked like he just couldn't get him up on the first attempt. And yeah. then the second time he tried it, he really didn't get him all the way up and dumped. Very close to his head. It was very, like, top of the shot. I hope the ref checked on Javier right away. But yeah. this was, uh, yeah, just a, a pretty nasty finish. And they didn't show the replay here at all. So very, uh, very odd. Um, apart from that, it was, it was interesting listening to Booker clearly see this guy for the first time. Because as soon as he starts hitting those exploders and yeah. the, his, like, rebound, like, shoulder rebound lariat and that, Booker was like, oh, this guy's actually pretty good. And Vic's like, yeah, he was youngest champion, champion. in WWE history and etc. And Book's like, oh, 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. Good. Cool. Uh, yeah. I hope H- Javi's okay. I hope he's okay. And uh, actually, but I, it, I, I'm hoping he is. But it did remind me of that super finisher, the Gonzo drop yeah. bomb thing. Man, crazy. We go. You know what? Though no, I'm excited that Tyler Bates back. I hope they just throw randomly a great match on Vengeance Day to send everyone home happy. Book it while we can. Axiom Tyler Bate. Just do it. Oh yeah. Just do it. Let's do it. Just do it. Don't even ask Makes why, sense. Shawn Michaels. Just do it. Please. Please. We go to Chase University backstage. They're walking through the halls. They're all chanting and cheering, saying, you know, Chase you and singing that Thea Hale won her match. As they walk by, we see Fallon Henley walk up to Brooks Jensen. And she says, look, I'm sorry for earlier. Next week, I decided I have a tag team match and I want you to guess who my partner is. And Jensen says, Kiana? And she says, yeah. So next week, Fallon and Kiana are going to team up in a tag team match. And then they say, let's go get some drinks. Let's go to the bar. You could. This was the first sign maybe I saw of a little dissension between Briggs and Jensen. Because Briggs looked pissed off because they just lost the match. And all these other two are worrying about is Kiana. So he Mm. did seem a little like while all this was going on. Yeah. He seemed a little, like, peeved by right. it. Um, but, yeah, like, strap him. Fallon and Kiana, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Best team. Why not? Let's go. Uh, next week, they announced that there's an award ceremony for Chase U. We're going to get that tag team match uh, as well. I'm trying to remember anything else they've announced. But uh, we go to our main event here. Lyra Valkyria teaming up with the women's champ Roxanne Perez to take on Gigi and JC. Toxic attraction we have roxanne in the ring with jc starting things off they're going back and forth but roxanne getting the best of her hitting a quesadora for a two count Gigi's in and she hits this like uh series of standing falling headbutts it reminds me of santino when he used yeah. to do like the salute or whatever but uh looked pretty good uh Lyri- sorry lyria lyra lyra valkyria that's the one yeah lyra valkyria comes in and she hits a series of moves like this Jumping Enzigiri and then a huge follow-away slam kip-up. Uh, as she goes up top to hit some sort of move, I assume the bird lady doesn't move where she flies off the top rope. But we don't get to see it because Cora Jade, yet again, sticking her nose into some business and throws her off there. This pisses off Valkyria, so she then jumps off the top to the outside, taking out Cora Jade. And then they start to brawl and like exit the match, leaving Roxanne all alone. To take on Toxic Attraction, she is about to get hit by the high-low combo, but she ducks it. So JC ends up booting Gigi in the face. Then there's a side Russian leg sweep, and then the pop rocks on Gigi for the win. Roxanne Perez beats Toxic Attraction, and she didn't need the bird lady's help. So why do I even need to see them have the match at the pay-per-view in the first place? Yeah, like having... De- yeah, definitely. I think having it would have worked with Toxic actually beating Roxanne here. May I? Okay, you don't want to give her a loss, but I think with her being left on her own, it would actually give Toxic Attraction a bit more momentum going into this match. But this this just made them look like absolute jokes. Yeah, Roxanne taking care of them quite easily on her own. Yeah, don't need to see the match now. I. I- it's definitely lackluster. Yeah. Uh, Cora versus Lyra Valkyria interests me more, uh, I think. Yeah. Um, but this, it's a very 
clear win for Roxanne Perez against these two. I thought that by the end of this, we were going to get uh, Valkyria added to that match. So it's like a fatal four way. So we get two baby faces, two heels kind of thing. Mm. But then it's the Cora feud no, still. Yeah, so we- it's just so weird that why would I care about Roxanne taking on both of them when she just so easily beat them? Yeah. So like dead on arrival with that feud or that match. I don't really care to see it. I'm, I guess the story, the flip would be seeing Gigi and JC like fight in that match. Yeah. But, like, cause they kicked each other in the face. Right. But like, yeah, they announced next week, it's going to be a face to face to face triple kind of contract signing thing between, uh, toxic attraction and, uh, <laughs> Roxanne. Correct. Yeah. Great. So yeah, that and that was the main event, and that's what sends NXT off the air. And kind of a, a not lackluster. You had a win, you know, the champion getting a win here, but still. Uh, yeah, I, I this was a hard episode to watch. Obviously, all our attention was elsewhere with the uh, the horrible news about uh, Jay Briscoe. Um, but I did feel this was a little bit of a step down after the last few weeks, which I, I have been pretty high on NXT actually recently. Um, this was a bit of a Bit of a step back. I wouldn't say there was anything glaringly bad, but it just, I found it quite dull this week. Just a bit of a dull show. Yeah, nothing on this on this edition, like, blew me away. Some of the wrestling, not not a lot of it really hit. I think maybe the opening match with uh, Cruz getting the win over Melo, because that definitely continues that story. And I would imagine they officially announced that for the Vengeance Day, because that just makes sense. And would be, you know, a show stealer for that show. But... Uh, overall, like nothing that really like annoyed me except really the end with mm. Roxanne beating up her two opponents so easily. But the rest of the show was all right. Uh, very similar mood watching this and then the news breaking of, of the passing of Jay Briscoe. We were put in a bad mood, but uh, the show goes on and we we watch some NXT. So Vengeance Day, you know what? Going forward, Vengeance Day in a few weeks should be still pretty interesting, but can't say my excitement is anywhere near still of what any of the takeovers in the past would no. be but uh yeah that was nxt that's what we thought of nxt here tonight we do read your comments or questions if you join the poison rana facebook group there's a poison rana facebook page we have all the socials twitters instagram and stuff but we have a facebook group that you can join and we'll have a a feedback thread that we will read here every week and i'm going to read the first one here from andrew mcdonald who writes in so the one main comment i wanted to make with nxt was that according to road warrior animal ahmed johnson never gave back the legion of doom shoulder pads when he got them at wrestlemania 13 so if pretty deadly were to get them they would be stealing stolen property so it's not like it wouldn't be an immoral thing for them to get those shoulder pads for the new day interesting Great insight there, Andrew. Thank you. Digging deep. He continues, I guess the main news tonight was the passing of Jay Briscoe. I guess my favorite memory of his wrestling career was when he won the ROH world title for the first time. I remember buying that pay-per-view where he beat Owens for the title. Steen, he means. At the time, I never saw Jay as anything other than a tag team wrestler, so it was pretty crazy seeing him finally win the world title in ROH. He did a post-match promo and wanted them to play his old Leonard Skinner entrance music that they weren't allowed to anymore due to copyright. And it played anyway as they thought they were off the air. It's a horrible tragedy. R.I.P. Um, we go to Chris who says, didn't get a chance to watch tonight. I'll listen to the review on the morning drive. Just wanted to say rest in peace to Jay Briscoe. My thoughts go out to his friends and family. He was a hell of a performer. He will be sorely missed. We go to Jordan Goodman who writes in, Jay was a 
was as kind as he was believable and have never seen a more believable wrestler. Love to his family and friends. I know Jordan uh, worked with Jay while he worked in Ring of Honor. Yeah. And I know uh, that's, uh, Jordan, uh, we love you, brother. Uh, we go to Frank, who says, shocking and sad news tonight about Jay. In hindsight, glad I spent my 40th birthday a month ago watching what turned out to be his last match, along with Sino at House of Glory. I won't forget the times I went to see him live, as well as those classics with FTR, among many others. He will be remembered forever in the business, no doubt. As for NXT, I was happy for Stax moving up in the family. Stay safe, everyone. Life is precious. Hug everyone tight while you can. And then finally, we go to Megan, who writes in a solid show tonight that moved things forward for Vengeance Day. The dueling interviews between Waller and Breaker did its job on both men's motivating heading into the cage in two weeks. The Roxanne Toxic Attraction feud took another turn as the strife began to grow between Gigi and JC. I expect Vengeance Day will be their swan song en route to a main roster call-up. Also want to give Vic Joseph his flowers for announcing Jay Briscoe's passing. It was a classy move and a good example. This regime is leading by acknowledging talent outside of WWE. Day one, son, RIP Jay Briscoe. So yeah, uh, everyone's uh, in the same, same boat we are in, missing the wrestler that we watched uh, quite often. So there, there you have it. That was our NXT review. But yeah, all the love out to the Briscoe family out there. I'm sure news will come out more uh, this week by the time you're listening to this. Postwrestling.com for all the updates of all that stuff. And uh, I know this Sunday on our show, Poison Rana, me and Dave, will definitely be talking about some more Absolutely. Briscoe brothers, Jay Briscoe moments and all that, all that stuff. So yeah, uh, follow all our socials for updates this week of all the other podcasts of Wrestling reviews and all that stuff you can find at Poison Ronapod on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. And I myself, Brayden Harrington, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. That's it, that's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. R.I.P. Jay Briscoe. Reach for the sky, boy.